Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 141 of 2020, and uh, my name is Ned Jabbar. So welcome to The Informed Catholic. So for this um, episode, we're going to uh, explore, uh, well, let's say investigate something that I think is very serious. Did you know that they're going to pass a bill in California that will, let's say, legalize and protect um, pedophiles? Yes, that's right, pedophiles. And uh, it would be a, up to a certain age, let's say the child, the victim, um, we're going to look into this topic. Uh, Rush Limbaugh talked about it on his show. And um, I investigated. There are several articles on the internet. Uh, we're going to look into it. The first one we're going to look into is one that we already did. It's on episode 138. It's Thomas Hubbard. He's a uh, professor at Austin, Texas, uh, University, Te University of Texas. And the article is um, kind of more of a warning, really. It's from uh, Child Protection Party. It's from August 16, 2020. So this is something, um, if you're concerned about children, obviously you, everyone, all of us would be. I'm doing this because I think it's serious. It's something that we need uh, to look into. Uh, as conservative Catholics, those of us who are Orthodox Catholics, we've suffered the plague of uh, child sex abuse in the Catholic Church, and it's something we, we, t we don't take lightly, uh, especially the fact that we have had uh, very um, weak bishops spiritually and morally weak bishops uh, because we know the church has been infiltrated. Uh, the McCarrick scandals has taught us that lesson. Uh, Theodore McCarrick, uh, the former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick, who has had uh, a lifetime uh, reign in, inside the church, setting up his own um, offsprings, immoral offsprings all over the place. Um, and he's had a free reign sexually abusing children and seminarians. Uh, he's also uh, responsible for the fact that uh, politicians receiving Holy Communion who support abortion, contraception, and are also, are also immoral people spiritually and, moral, and, and, and physically, you know, morally just immoral people, both on a spiritual level and both on the physical level. This is something that we've suffered from and we are paying the price. Not just the, the church, the people, our children, but also the country. All right, this affects everything. If you read the Bible, you will see that Israel, ancient Israel suffered greatly on, these, on, these, uh, on all these matters. Immoral leaders means the country is suffering immorally. And therefore, 
it will bring out a plague, a plague and also a chastisement. And we're given a period, a period of time. And now look what's happened. Don't think that all this rioting, looting, civil unrest, uh, because the fact that it's a, a political war. No, it's because it's a moral problem, a spiritual problem. And we're suffering. We're paying the price. So we have to get our acts together. We have to start praying and we have, to, we have to start fixing the problem, both in our own spiritual lives. Every single one of us has to pray. We have to get back to God, and we have to. Politics is part of the spiritual life as well. And, you know, the church, the church suffers morally. The, the church goes, so does society go. So does the family go. So does the individual go. And this is something serious. Man has always been at war with God ever since the fall, ever since we took that, that, you know, that forbidden fruit and we, we found ourselves uh, at war with ourselves, at war with God. And the, we, were, we were captive. We were taken hostage by the devil. But Christ came and liberated us through his blessed mother and through his life, death, and resurrection. And we have to start praying. We have to start confessing our sins. We have to start praying the rosary. We have to make ourselves holy. We have to demand uh, that our bishops pay attention. And now we're coming to a point now where now a state of California is going to pass this bill and I'm going to bet you that every Democratic governor is going to do the same thing. This is, this is the cult of Moloch. This is the cult of Moloch. They, we're offering our kids on the altar to the demon, to the devil. And we're giving these, these monsters the legal license to do this. So uh, let's start um, our, pray our prayer first. This is a very going to be a difficult subject matter, so we have to pray first. And uh, before we start, please uh, subscribe and share. This could be very helpful for everyone, especially those of you in California and those of you uh, conservatives, or the Catholics and Christians, um, Jews out there, uh, even Muslims, and even if you're not a believer, if you happen to be a, uh, you know, uh, an atheist, but you, you know, you have a moral core in you, and that's not impossible uh, to listen. This is important. All right, this this bill, if it can be stopped in California, please stop it. If it, uh, but if it goes through. It'll be, uh, it'll be a signal to every governor out there, especially Democratic governor, who's going to pass a similar bill in every state, especially here in New York. Governor Cuomo, I wouldn't put it past him. Maybe he wouldn't do it, but another Democratic governor might do this. Uh, this would give these pedophiles um, 
absolute free reign. You know, it would just, it's just, it's just basically destruction of our society. And do not think the hand of God is going to, is not going to come down on us because if we don't love our children, if we don't protect our kids, then God help us. All right. Uh, we're not worth protecting. We're not worth saving, I believe. All right. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church and Terror of Demons, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, defend us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of glory. Amen. So uh, we're going to revisit an article by August 16th, 2020. It's by Child Protection Party. Professor argues it should be legal for grown men to have sex with children. Let that sink in. This is the type, This is the opening of the article. I'm not the one saying it. It's the article itself. It doesn't give me, give me a name. Let's, you can look it up. Remember, it's Child Protection Party, August 16th, 2020, Austin, Texas. Just remember, these people teach our kids. University of Texas at Austin, Professor Thomas Hubbard is pretty much a whack job. Have you ever heard about pateristic intimacy? Neither have we. You're about to learn more than you probably ever wanted to know about this phenomenon. Hubbard has written about pederasty, which was a prominent social phenomenon in numerous ancient Greek cultures, where men and boys had relationships, in this case, sexual relationships. Hubbard has written that contemporary American uh, legislation pre uh, premised on children's incapacity to consent to sexual relations stems from outmoded gender constructions and ideological preoccupations of the late Victorian and progressive era. <laughs> Let us translate that. He thinks that it should not be illegal to, for people to have in, intimate and sexual relationships with children. Let that sink in. Hubbard is getting paid by taxpayers as a member as a member of the University of Texas faculty 
to argue that predation laws should be reconsidered to lower the age of consent. In his writing, this bozo argues that ancient Greece showed us that where age uh, discrepant relationships are commonplace and possibly reinforced, they cause little or no long-term harm to the younger partner and often confer great benefits, he writes. All right. This was contained in a 22-page article Hubbard wrote for a, jur- okay, for a journal called Thymos entitled Sexual Consent and the Adolescent Male. Or what, we, or what can we learn from the Greeks? Huh. Just like the infomercials made famous by Ron Papil, but wait, there's more. Hubbard also says that the problem of young boys without fathers might be resolved by having men, by having men have sex with those boys. Okay, all right, this is this is unbelievably ridiculous. All right, uh, Hubbard also says that the problem of young boys without fathers might be resolved by having men have sex with boys. Yeah, this guy is sick. Hubbard says that age of consent laws prohibit the liberated sexuality of adolescence. This is ass backwards, to be honest. Laws are written to protect children from criminal sexual deviants who want to have sex with children. Hubbard justifies his sickening position by saying that America should consider moving in the direction of what most European states do, which is to maintain an age of consent of 14 or 15 with special protection against prostitution of those under 18 or involved involvement with an adult who is in a position of trust family members teachers therapists clergy he said wow boundaries yeah i like in fact he put in not just therapists but clergy interesting yeah boundaries shockingly shocking that's what the article says these there are activities uh, um on the uh, University of Texas campus who have been trying to get Hubbard ousted from the university, a student group known as Fire the Abusers, that's Get the Abusers Fired, says that Hubbard is guilty of publishing works arguing that a, a statutory rape and age of, age of consent laws are, are burdens. A campus blog named Incident Incendiary News says that in a course called Mythologies of Rape, Hubbard required that students write about their experiences with sexual assault and made them argue whether or not it is actually rape under Texas Penal Code. He also, according to the student, had them write a paper over lowering the age of consent and lowering the punishment for sexually assaulting a child under the age of six, this guy receives a hefty salary and courtesy of the taxpayers of Texas for promoting this garbage. Another, enter the sick group 
uh, North American Man-Boy Love Association, or NAMBLA, a pro-pedophile and uh, pederastry organization. Yes, such an organization exists, and to think the NRA receives so much hate. Anyway, NAMBLA thinks Hubbard is a great guy, and, and in fact published a Greek love considered, a collection that examines the history of ancient Greek homosexuality and features articles from various scholars, Hubbard included. Hubbard says that he does not endorse Nambla's idiocentric approach to legal reform, nor does he share the sexual orientation of its members. Okay, but he definitely shares the same warped idea of sexual exploitation of children. Pro pedophilia sites love Hubbard. The website A Boy Chat, a pro pedophile message board, describes Hubbard as a great man, fearless on speaking out against today's phobic persecution of boy love. For their part, a spokesman for the University of Utah, Austin, told the American statesman that the study of controversial, even offensive ideas is protected by the First Amendment, as is the right of others to strongly disagree with and draw attention to those ideas. They continued, If someone is alleged to violate university policy or takes action that threatens the safety of the campus community, the university will respond swiftly, investigating allegations thoroughly and imposing sanctions as warranted. <laughs> push, push, nudge, nudge. We've been, we have seen over the past 10, 15 years the devaluation of our society. What would have, ha have been unheard of at the beginning of this century is now not only accepted, it is forced down our throats. Personally, what people do in the privacy of their homes is, is with exception clearly their business. However, we now have men, we, we, we now have men allow, uh, given permission in women's locker rooms if they say they identify as female. We have men who identify as females entering high school athletic competition and demolishing their competition out of fairness. Businesses are being doxxed by the alphabet ma mafia if they don't bake wedding cakes in opposition to their religious beliefs. Chick-fil-A is banned from places like college campuses and airports because of the personal opinion of its founder regarding marriage. It's anything goes, uh, good time rock and roll, roll roll right now and people like hubbard are a result of it many people on the right predicted several years ago that this was the direction we were headed and they are not afraid to tip their hands an editorial in new york times in 2014 suggested that pedophilia is not a crime but rather a disorder the writer suggests that pedophilia is not a choice but rather has a neurological origins. The writer complains that pedophilia was excluded from the Americans of Americans with Disability Act. Thank God. For its part, the American Psychiatric Association has basically excused pedophilia as a mental disorder 
and more disturbing tries to put some instances of pedophilia in the category of sexual orientation. There it is, sexual orientation. orientation. Just another letter for the alphabet mob to add to individuals that are protected and cannot be discriminated against. In the APA's Diagnostic Manual of Mental Disorders, they state, should a person not feel guilty or shame about their pedophilic pedophilic impulses, then this case is then then ceases this ceases to be a disorder, and becomes a, a pedophilic sexual orientation after severe criticism. The APA changed it to read sexual interest, which still seeks to make criminal offense seem normal. Richard Gardner a clinical professor of child psychiatry was once quoted as saying society's excessively moralistic and pontive reactions toward pedophiles go far beyond what I consider to be the gravity of the crime. He says that pedophiles serve as procreative purposes. This guy needs to slap a, a, a slap against the head. It's coming it's coming, folks. Write it down. We are living in a world where anything goes. Think we're up to, to what, what, well, what what now are 60-something genders. We are told to believe in science when it comes to climate change. But when it comes to gender, haha, great civilizations have fallen when an all sense of morality goes out the window. Minimizing or normalizing pedophilia is just another step down the slippery slope. All right. Now, uh, you noticed um, how it slowly, how our moral, our moral core slowly erodes. Uh, suddenly, now you have uh, psychiatrists questioning. Maybe it's a, it's a, it's a mental disorder, right? Okay, fine. I'm willing to agree that there is some serious mental disorder. It could be maybe uh, because the person was sexually abused, perhaps. And, you know, this causes, uh, this damages the individual for the rest of their life. And then suddenly now, it they want to make it into a gender thing or a sexual orientation thing. Um, and then you have this idea that, you know, it, they're persecuted. They become a victim. Um, this is a serious problem. And now this is, now there's a possibility they're going to legalize it. They're going to, they're going to legalize it, of course, and, the fact is, once you legalize it, you normalize it, right? Then you're going to have them take you to court. They're going to have them taking parents to court because parents uh, are trying to protect their kids. So you see, this is how it's done. And then suddenly you're taken and you're, and you're sued. And you'll have Supreme Courts, uh, you know, uh, choosing sides. This is how they do it. This is how it's done. They did that with homosexuality. And now they're going to do this with pedophilia. Now, I'm not saying that all homosexuals, I know that there are homosexuals out there that don't agree with this. But once you open the can of worms, everybody said this was going to happen. All right. They legalized gay marriage. Next thing was going to happen is everybody knew that pedophilia was down the road. And it happens. But everybody, of course, doesn't talk about it because people are afraid of talking about it. That's how they do it. 
Nobody wanted to talk about it because it was either too gross, too disgusting to talk about. But Christians don't talk about it because, oh, well, I have a maybe a niece that's gay. I, I have a daughter or a son that's gay. And I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be hated. I don't want to be looked at as someone, you know, who hates, you know, I still want them to be part of my life. I, I still want to be part of their life. And I don't want them to feel persecuted. I don't want them to think that I hate them. You, no one hates them. You're just disagreeing with them. Yes, it doesn't change the fact that they're your family. No, nothing like that is going to change. They will always be your family. You're not disowning them. You're not, you're going to be praying for them and you still love them. You just don't agree with the lifestyle they've chosen. All right. It, this, you, I read it to you. You've seen how slowly they're eroding and they're gaining more ground. They're getting, they're pushing the line further off so they gain more ground. We're going to go to another article now. Okay, so the latest article is now from Church Militant. Um, September 4th, 2020. Uh, by David uh, Nussman, uh, Nussman. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. California law protects gay pedophiles. Sacramento, California. Golden State lawmakers passed a controversial bill Monday that would go far in protecting homosexual child predators. A bill passed the state Senate Monday after passing the state assembly that would end a requirement for some uh, proprietors of underage abuse to be re registered as sex offenders. It now sits on the governor's desk to sign into law. Governor Gavin Newsom, a Democrat, is expected to sign the bill into law. Supporters of the Senate bill, Bill 145, says it is resolving a discrepancy in the law that's, that treats... <laughs> Vaginal intercourse with an underage teen, ages 14 to 17, less seriously than other sex acts with a teen the same age. Let me stop right there for a minute. Okay, that was disgusting. But notice that how all this is taking place while all the riots, all the looting, the political the political um, arguments on 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 TV. Notice that very few um, news news agencies are reporting this. There's no attention on this. Everything is going on um, basically about Portland, Oregon, Wisconsin, uh, Biden, and Trump. Uh, now they're basically they're focusing on some uh, uh, something they're claiming he said about war veterans. They're tr they're they're just they're using this as a distraction so that nobody can pay attention to what's happening. And many people are leaving California, escaping, and I think they should, for the sake of their kids. But also, I believe I believe a chastisement is coming. This is going too far. If California passes this bill, God help us. 
but other states are going to follow. They're going to do the same thing. And there's going to be no one safe. All right. Um, let's continue. Under current law, judges have the power to decide whether or not an abuser engaging in vaginal intercourse should be placed on the sex offender registry. But if the offender subjects a teenager to sodomy or other sex acts, it is required that he be put on the registry. The measures proponents seek to ratify the discrepancy, saying the law creates fair treatment for LGBT sex offenders. But critics of the bill say it reveals an attitude of taking sex crimes and pedophilia less seriously. Conservative Christian News website, um, NOQ report, com commented on August 21st, Democrats are targeting our children. Look at this California legislation. They're trying to sneak through. The LGBT community should be outraged that their movement is being used as a cover to justify child sex normalization. Nog reports about, about Page says it is ba based on Southern California. According to the legislation, a 23-year-old man could sodomize a 14-year-old and may not be registered on the sex offender list. Oh, my God. Okay, they gave you a list here. You're going to have to look it up yourself. This distinction in the law is irrational and discriminatory towards LGBTQ youth, says the bill's author, Democratic State Senator Scott Weiner, an open, uh, open, openly homosexual LGBT um, advocate. He also claims California's sex offender registry continues to draw that distinction, an antiquated, outdated, leftover distinction that somehow oral sex is worse than vaginal sex. Oh, I can't even believe I'm actually saying those words. Proponents of the bill further argue that the laws was used to, for police raids on gay bars. Okay, this is the guy here, Scott Weiner. I, I remember him now. I remember him now. Weiner says he's been subject to a torrent of anger and death threats online, telling local news. It's very hard to talk about it because I've been the subject of death threats and personal attacks, threatening to decapitate me, send my head to my mother, threatening to decapitate me and whatever this, uh, and other things, uh, a neck and other things. Weiner touts his work on LGBTQ issues. He has been part of a numerous LGBT organization over the over the years. Also, Monday, the California Senate passed another bill introduced by uh, <clears throat> Senator Weiner, the Transgender Respect Agency and Dignity Act. This legislation was co-written by a number of pro-LGBT lobbying groups. It requires the criminal justice system to let our transgender inmates decide whether they are housed at a correctional facility designated for men or women based on individual preference. Weiner claims the bill protects transgender people in prison by allowing them to be housed where they are safest instead of automatically being placed in the facility 
corresponding to their birth assigned gender. He argues the measure will help protect transgenders from assault by other inmates. Boy, wow. Okay, I'm going to play something here. Hold on. number of people who say society should accept homosexuality is growing by leaps and bounds, according to data from a new poll by Pew Research Center. In North America, the numbers of those thinking homosexuality should be accepted are well past the halfway mark, with 72% in the United States, 85% in Canada, and 69% in Mexico. Numbers are likewise increasing in countries with predominantly Catholic populations. 76% of people in Pope Francis's home country of Argentina think society should approve homosexuality. 76% in Brazil, 73% in the Philippines, and 47% in Poland, thought by many to be a Catholic stronghold. Nie marxistowska, bolszewicka, ale zrodzona z tego samego ducha, neomarxistowska, nie czerwona, ale tęczowa. Among countries with mostly Christian citizens, Russia, more than any others, opposes the pro-gay advance, with a meager 14% approving. For the last day of June, what homosexuals call Pride Month, Google changed its homepage to honor the late Martha P. Johnson, a gay activist and self-identified drag queen. American popular culture is steadily being inundated with pro-LGBTQ messages. Marvel. Movies and television shows increasingly include pro-LGBT themes and messages. Music and music videos celebrate and applaud everything homosexual. The cultural shift is reaching governments. California, Colorado, New Jersey, and Illinois now require LGBT history to be taught in public schools. While some states still prohibit changing one's sex legally, the practice for so-called transgenders is legal in Canada, Mexico, and Poland. The Catholic Church's resistance to the cultural shift has been weak. So-called pride masses, rooted in heresy and blasphemy, are permitted in some dioceses, and pro-homosexual advocates like Jesuit James Martin are free to dissent from church teaching without consequence. Hello, everyone. I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. Some prelates even punish their priests for removing pride flags from the sanctuary. William Mahoney, Church Militant, Detroit. And that's the problem there. It's also infiltrated the church, like it says. And it's a serious issue for all of us because it endangers in, it endangers us. It Because, let's face it, what did Our Lady of Fatima say? We have offended the Lord our God much already. And so what's going to happen? Well, look at our society. Look at the, the, the unrest the instability. What if we're heading towards a civil war, which everybody's talking about now? Could that not be part of the chastisement? And if it doesn't, if it if man, mankind still doesn't get the message, then what happens if it? What happens if finally God decides to send a chastisement that really hurts all of us? I mean, in a sense, we're not repenting. We're not taking sin seriously. We're not taking, you know. We're hurting our kids. You know, when a society refuses to protect its most vulnerable and innocent, that society does not deserve to, to, to exist. 
you know, the ancient Greeks, just because they practiced this doesn't mean that they were morally right. Where are they? Where's the ancient Greek culture? Gone. The Romans also practiced immorality and look what happened. Eventually they were taken over both by the Christian faith. And now mankind is rebelling. It's scary. Okay, let's go to the next article. Okay, so now we're going to visit the news. This is, I think, from synopsis.com. Uh, this is uh, a um, secular news. It's by David Emery. Published, uh, actually, it's funny. It's uh, February 28th, 2019. So this is much earlier like really a year earlier. So, but let's examine how it presented the bill. Did California Democrats introduce an LGBTQ bill to protect pedophiles who rape children? A bill in the California state Senate would leave the decision of whether individuals convicted of particular sex crimes involving minors must get registered as sex offenders to the discretion of the court discretion of the court. It's very vague. It's very vague there. All right. It's very vague. Ironically, it says here, published 28th, uh, February, 2019, updated 7th, March, 2019. Okay. Updated. So let's just see how this goes. California Senate bill 145 would shield pedophiles who rape children from having to register as sex offenders. Then it says here, mostly false. Okay, what's true? Existing California law permits individuals convicted of having non-forcible vaginal intercourse with a minor within a certain age uh, perimeter to seek discretionary relief in court from automatically having to register as a sex offender. SB-145 extends that exception to people convicted of having non-forcible oral or anal sex with a minor. Again, it is vague. It is vague. Notice how vague it is. What do they mean by that last part? That last part doesn't say anything. It could be anything you want it to be. Let's see what it says here. The next one is what's false. This bill would not shield anyone from that from the requirement to register as a sex offender. Rather, it would leave that decision in eligible cases to the discretion of the preceding judge. <sighs> okay, what's true? The first part says what's true. The next part says what's false. Notice how vague both are. Extends the exception to people convicted of having non-forcible oral or anal sex with a minor. And then it says here, the bill will not shield anyone from the requirement to register as a sex offender. Rather, it will leave that decision in eligible cases to the discretion of the presiding judge. It sounds like it's the same thing, really. Let's continue. In January 2019, California State Senator Scott Weiner, <clears throat> we've heard of him already on Church Militant, Democrat of San Francisco, introduced a bill, SB 145, that would modify the state penal code to allow certain individuals 
convicted of sex offenses involving minors to apply for discretionary relief from having to register as a sex offender. Again, uh, I'm, I'm really confused there. Under current California law, all persons found guilty of having non-forcible oral or anal intercourse with a minor are automatically required to register after serving time. The revised statute would leave that requirement to a judge's decision. If at the time of the offense, the person is not more than 10 years older than the minor as measured from the minor's date of birth to the person's date of birth. <laughs> the aim of the bill, according to the press release from Weiner's Weiner's or Weiner's office to the to the redress the dissipatory between how heterosexuals and LGBT offenders are treated under the existing law. Currently, for consensual yet illegal sexual relations between teenager age fifteen and over and a partner within ten years of age, sexual intercourse, vaginal intercourse, does not require the offender to go onto the sex offender's registry. Rather, the judge decide, decides based on the facts that they case whether sex offender registration is warranted or unwarranted. By contrast, for other forms of intercourse, specifically oral or anal intercourse, sex offender registration is mandated under all situations with no uh, judicial discretion. Now, how do we know the judge is not corrupt? How do we know the judge is is not being um, choosing sides per, personally? I mean, it's not. It doesn't sound like it's based on objective law. It's it's based on the judge's personal biases. How do we know that? I mean, this is this is this is this is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, I'm just the, the details, and it says up to the discretion of the judge. It can mean anything there. This distinction in the law, which is irrational at best, uh, disproportionately targets the LGBT young people for mandatory sex offender registration since LGBT people usually cannot engage in vaginal intercourse. For example, if any, if an 18-year-old uh, straight man has vaginal intercourse with a 17-year-old girlfriend, he is guilty of, of a crime. But he is not automatically required to register as a sex offender. Instead, the judge will decide based on the facts of the case whether registration is warranted. By contrast, if an 18-year-old gay man has sex with a 17-year-old boyfriend, the judge must place him on the sex offender registry no matter what the circumstances. You see what I'm saying here? This is all basically confusing. Is you know I mean we know teenagers what they do, but still, even the boy has to uh, step up in court regardless. I think, I think uh, you know the laws have to be written completely. But this this here in California is is basically geared to favor the homosexual, the the LGBT community. Um, on the twenty first of February twenty nineteen article on the Washington Pundit website, but a decidedly different spin on the proposal that an article titled A California Democrat Introduced LGBTQ Bill That Would Protect Pedophiles Who Rape Children claimed. 
Okay, the SB 145 would allow sex offender who lures a minor with the intent to commit felony the ability to escape registering as a sex offender as long as the offender within 10 years of age of minors. SB 145 added sections to the state's penal code, uh, stipulating that as long as the offender is not more than 10 years older than the offender... (laughs) Uh, than the the minor, they are automatically mandated to register as sex offender. There is no age limit or age specified except for existing law, which already excludes lewd acts with children under 14. SB 145 appears to allow adults to victimize minors by luring them with an intent to have sex and then shield the predator from being automatically registered as a sex offender. In the case of a 25-year-old luring a 15-year-old sex or a 22-year-old luring a 12-year-old, SB 145 currently written appears to allow certain sexual predators to live among the population without anyone being aware. Unbelievable. This is back from, this is back from uh, 20, uh, 2019. It's it basically... Okay, I I can't go on any further because it's so it's so ridiculous. But this is this is showing you the evolution. This is from 2019. Um, any more is just it's just basically repeating the same vulgar dialogue. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's it's you know I'm I'm okay. Let me just read the last part here, the last two. All right, hold on. I'm just gonna read the last paragraph. On May fourth. 2019, Wiener's office issued an uh, amended version SB 145 to clarify its intent and public confusion about which types of fences are and are not included in the bill. It was referred to the Senate Committee on Public Safety and Hearing and was set for uh, for the 2nd of April. I I don't know. I don't trust this Wiener. He looks extremely uh, dubious. I mean, when an adult takes advantage of the innocence of a child, they are raping them. That's why we don't believe in having consensual sex with a drunk adult adult woman. She may have consented, but she wasn't in the right state of mind to give actual consent. When a guy knowing has sex with a drunk woman, he knows she isn't in her normal state of mind. He believes in any pursuit to engage in sexual acts and isn't... Perspe- okay, this part we could all agree with, but we're talking about minors here. We're talking about young kids. And let's face it, just like there's older guys that go after younger women, yes, there are homo- older homosexual men that want to go after young teenagers, young teenage uh, boys that may show signs of homosexuality in them. It's it's ridiculous. And no one should agree with this. But unfortunately, it seems like the one, the, on one side, they're obsessed with sexual freedom and they keep pushing the moral line. It keeps it keeps eroding. Amazing. All right, let's continue with another article. All right, so here's... Uh, this is called Natural News. I never heard of it. But it's Tuesday, January 7th, 2020. Okay, it's the beginning of the year. California Democrats introduced bill to protect pedophiles who lure, sexually abuse innocent children. A handful of leftist politicians in California recently introduced a new bill that they claim will end blatant discrimination against LGBT. 
young people regarding California's sex offender registry. But the devil is in the details as the bill would actually protect adult sex offenders who prey upon the assault minor. The state senator, Scott Weiner, there he comes, he comes up again, Democrat San Francisco, and Assemblywoman Susan Eggman, D. Stockton, I guess Democrat of Stockton, reportedly co-introduced uh, co the legislation dubbed Senate Bill 145, which would ex explicitly exempt sexual predators who are within 10 years of age of their minor victims from automatically having to register as sex offenders in the state official database. As it currently stands in California, cases of illegal sexual intercourse between teenagers age 15 and over and others within 10 years of their age are treated on a case-by-case -case basis and don't necessarily require, in every case, that the older partners register as sex offenders, but the same isn't true for other illegal sexual acts between adults and minors including sexual relations between homosexuals and children, as well as transgender and children. This bill would authorize a person convicted of certain offenses involving minors to seek discretionary relief from duty to register if the person is not more than 10 years older than the minors. SB 145 states... So a 20-year-old homosexual can now get away with molesting a 10-year-old boy in California because prosecuting this adult offender would, cons would constitute blatant discrimination against LGBT young people. Under the guise of trying to stop blatant discrimination against LGBT young people, the far-left politicians behind SB 145 are basically trying to legalize child rape by LGBTQ perverts, many of whom are obsessed with children and thus qualify as LGBTQPS. Oh my goodness. The P represents pedophilia. Oh wow. So, this basically, what if the, I mean, simply look at it this way a person commits a sexual uh, assault on a minor. And the person can, I mean, think about it. You have people now who claim they're of a different gender. They identify of a different gender. So the sexual offender can simply identify as a, uh, as a member of the LGBTQ. He can run underneath that in California and get away with it. And, and, and there'll be no justice for the minor, right? A sexual assault happens maybe in school, right? And the child reports it, but the person uh, can run and claim that uh, he or she is a um, is member of the LGBTQ because it's built to protect them, right? A, a man claims he wants to use a women's bathroom because he he identifies as a woman. We've had sexual offense uh, assaults happen that way, and. This, this basically is, remember, laws laws sometimes are written by corrupt people very vaguely so they can be interpreted vaguely. And this gives the, just, the judge the discretion to make a personal choice 
They say by the merits, but what if he himself is just as much as perverted as the person who's on trial? That's a suspect. That's what we're saying here. It's written vaguely. Scott Weiner just basically is protecting his own his own community, mainly because politicians like himself can protect himself. All right. Um, let's continue. Under SB 145, a hypothetical scenario involving a 20-year-old homosexual who rapes a 10-year-old boy would potentially result in the courts deciding that the 20-year-old was simply expressing himself by taking advantage of an underage child. Wow. This 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 one clears clears it up a little bit better, far better than the second one. Notice the second one was very vague, the, the one from Synopsis. Okay, because now it's more clear. It's now, a, you notice, a year later. It's, it's almost a year later, and now we're getting a more clear understanding of what the law is. Notice the synopsis one was very, very vague about a lot of things. Wow. Okay, so not to be quiet, so he, he's expressing himself. I didn't know that. I didn't know you could do that. Expressing himself by taking advantage of an underage child. Consequently, this 20-year-old pervert could potentially be left off the hook and, and not required to register in the sex offender database because having to do so might hurt his feelings. <laughs> this is the disturbing essence of SB 145, which is merely a cover for normalizing LGBTQP perversion in the name of combating discrimination. It's somehow more important in 2020 to protect the feelings of LGBTQPs than the innocent children they are routinely targeted with their sexual perversions. It's not discrimination to arrest someone and charge him with sexually abusing a minor if, in fact, there is evidence of the crime. Report the National Sentinel noting that all this legislation comes down to is pandering to LGBTQP perverts who think it should be okay for adults to abuse kids sexually, period. It's not discriminatory to make them register as sex offenders, regardless of their sexual orientation. Unless, of course, you're a lunatic, pervert yourself, and a Democrat, this independent news outlet further contends. Some of the biggest and most flagrant domestic terrorists in our country today are perverts like Senator Weiner, who, on his state-run website, is seen posing for photos with drag queens, many whom are also pervert children molesters. Even as California continues to draw, drown in human urine and feces, suffer from endless stream of illegal immigration, and burn to a crisp out of control wildfires, the only thing its democratic establishment is willing to do is pander to the cult of LGBTQP with outrageous legislation that protects child predators while putting California children at risk of rape and molestation or worse. To keep up with the latest LGBTQP perversions being pushed not just in California but all across America, American society, be sure to check out uh, Evil News. Okay. National Sentinel. Okay, this is uh, you know a little. I mean, they're angry. They're angry, but uh, this is this is definitely close to uh, what's happening. Let's see. All right, 
I think we're going to have to look into more. I mean, this it's not enough, I think, what we read. But I think definitely what Church Militant talked about. And we're going to have to look into LifeSite. I don't know if we've seen LifeSite yet. Uh, let me check. Okay, this is an opinion. And this is from Monday, April 8th, 2019. So uh, this is a year ago. Democrats Equality Act opens the door to legalize pedophilia. Here's how. The way this could happen pretty quickly is through the sexual civil rights accorded to children. By Linda Harvey, April 8th, 2019. Jason is 13 and wants to date his male 21-year-old student teacher. If the LGBT Equality Act passes through Congress, the age of consent barrier may fall and allow him to do so. Perhaps by now you've heard of the so-called Equality Act, a sweeping, a sweeping bill that would declare homosexuality and gender confusion to be federal civil rights and equivalent to race, religion, national origin, biological sex, and so on. This wicked bill, H.R. 5, right now has... 20, uh, 240 co-sponsors in the U.S. House of Representatives. And Nancy Pelosi has pledged to bring it up for vote in late spring or early summer. The way the bill is written prompts many concerns. H.R. 5 lacks any religious exemption for one. So watch for the announcement of a compromise to add accommodations for religious faith. This deal is already supported by mis misinformed Christian groups like the National Association of Evangelicals. Uh, weak Republicans will, will welcome the, the exemption cover and jump on board. These exemptions would be ignored as LGBT bullies continuing to street steamroll any attempt to obstruct their agenda. We cannot let this bill go forward because it it may enable uh, pedophilia. How? This horrific result won't come through a new definition of sexual. Uh, this horrific result won't come through a new definition of sexual orientation. The bill would define sexual orientation as a homosexuality, heterosexuality, and bisexuality, an atrocious revision that includes alleged born that way, pedophilia is probably coming, but not in this bill and not right away. No, the way this could happen pretty quickly is through the S Sexual Civil Rights Accord, according to children, and all the many new ways adults will, will find to support them. What snares ahead would, would, uh, would call grooming. All that has to happen for pedophiles is to gain access for minors to acquire newly minted sexual identity protection, and then their carefully manipulated choices will pave the way. So Taylor at age 10 can declare his girl identity and even how he wants to express it. Be assured there are LGBT lawyers ready to defend him pro bono and parents will become irrelevant. How does that happen? In Cincinnati last year, a teen girl was removed from the custody of her parents and held at Children's Hospital for a month because the parents withheld consent for her uh, withheld consent for a cross 
sex hormone treatments. So think about this. If a child can now legally consent to body mutilation, why not homosexual sex with whomever he pleases, including adults? There will certainly be judges willing to lower the age of consent if HR5 becomes law. After all, if consent can be given by minors for dangerous, life-changing hormones, permissible now in Oregon, Oregon, Portland, Oregon, there's no reason, reason using radical liberal logic a middle school can, can have safe anal sex, sex education programs promoted by Planned Parenthood and other groups maintain that anal intercourse is normal manageable sexual activity. Remember, hearing the slogan, no one can choose who they love. What happens when 13-year-old Jason likes his 21-year-old male student teacher who just happens to like him back? You may be thinking, but civil protection, barring adult child sex, will be securely in place. Really? Think again. The young boys now parading before cameras on Good Morning America at Pride Parades, even at a bar in Lancaster, Ohio, during dressing as females and giving a paid performance for adults. This is all a warm-up, calculating or not. There's no specific law banning this behavior, although a case can probably be made by lawmakers who care enough to do so for child's corruption. I'm going in my home state of Ohio that happens that happens soon. But don't but don't you know that under HR five boys are uh, who are eleven will have the right to say I can uh, interact with adults who however I want because I identify as a female performer? Well all it will have to, to do is morph into the into a sign of minor child to have sex with an adult in its carefully chosen court case and challenge an age of consent will be launched. The chosen partner may be a teacher. Well, the NEA could mount a defense. Um, I'm not sure what NEA is. A defense of union members' right to a date child, prob uh, child, probably. Several key components might be that no assault is involved, no pregnancy is possible, and and sodomy is no longer illegal. So, how can it be uh, be corrupting? Obscenity laws are so weakly applied in many states that these won't aid in a defense. Many academics now write papers insisting that adult child sex does not harm to, does does no harm to children when children give consent. Law has traditionally held that minors are unable to give such consent, but that's un another barrier being smashed daily. In many schools with well-intentioned but age-inappropriate new staff laws making consent, lessons in the era of me, hashtag MeToo administrators already routinely go beyond parents' back to support gender-confused students in their emotional disturbance. Any school teaching comprehensive sexuality education also teaches middle schools about consent, usually dwelling on saying no. But these kids are simultaneously learned that they have a right to say yes, even though it is, even though this is contradicts existing age of consent laws, which hold that minors cannot give consent to sex. 
So back to potential court case, whether the parents are on board may not matter, which brings up to the other huge boundary. HR5 would smash parental rights. You as a parent will have no right to influence their, your child's new sexual identity. In view of this bill, if it becomes law that treats sexual orientation or gender identity as immutable, this is a huge lie. Age of consent for homosexual behavior is poised to fall. All the chess pieces are in place. All the LGB2 activities need is the HR5 to pass and then the weak will senator to go along for compassion. And certainly we can expect Mitt Romney, Rob Portman, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, and to, uh, and to do their part to aid depravity. And then what if Trump, in a moment of comp compromise, possibly uh, encouraged by ill-informed daughters, would sign it. You cannot let this happen. If you think this can happen, then sit back and do nothing. But I'm hoping that, like me, you're a gravely concerned and that you will call every Congress congressional representative in your city, including the Democrats. Tell them you will remember it if they allow this deviant behavior to be legalized as a civil rights. Wow. Unbelievable. You see? You see how slowly it erodes? Look at, the, look at all the articles we just went through. You see, it begins to erode. Unbelievable. I'm looking at the bill now. I'm not going to read it, but it's, it's you know, I'll, I don't think I have to, but you can look it up yourself. Go on LifeSite News. The article is from 20, April 8th, 2019. Uh, the writer is Linda Harvey. All right, Harvey. H-A-R-V-E-Y, and it's an opinion. Democrats' Equality Act opens the door to legalize pedophilia. Here's how. Go to the life site. You have to go to life site to look it up. And go to the, where the, you know, that little search glass, that like magnifying glass. Click onto it and type it in. Type in uh, Democrats legalizing or legalize, legalization of pedophilia. And hopefully you'll see a list and you'll see this bill. It's unbelievable. This shows you what's how bad things are getting. It really is. So Nancy Pelosi is behind it. Isn't that amazing? Is it's it, isn't that is that a surprise? No, it isn't. It isn't a surprise. I mean it's amazing that she always shows up and she claims that she's a devout Catholic, but hey, she's not gonna push her uh her, uh, what do you call it, her faith on anybody. She's She has love in her heart. Remember that? You know, and, you know, you, you know, you get your pedophilia and she can get her hair done. You know, it's it's unbelievable. I'm just, I mean, it's it's amazing. Um, then, you know, the, these these Democrats who call themselves devout Catholics had, can, can push their faith back behind. But I've said it before, for her, her God is politics. She worships at the altar of politics. This is what gives meaning to her life. And this is what's important to her. But we, why do we Catholics just stand aside and not, and, and not do something? We have, to, we have to make ourselves into a serious presence. They have to know we exist. They have to know that we're here 
They have to feel our, our political power. They have to. And we Catholics have to make a new Catholic culture, a new tightly knit Catholic culture where we look out for one another and we also look only for the good. We look only for what what Christ wants from us, what Christ expects from us. We have to make a new Catholic culture and we have to make a safe one. All right, I'm going to end it here. Uh, I'm glad I went through this with you. You pay attention to the news. You really have to. And, you know, we can't sit aside. We have to pray the rosary and we have to uh, unite ourselves uh, as Catholics. We have to go to confession. We have to also make our presence known to the bishops. That's another thing. Make them realize that we exist. We Orthodox Catholics, because slowly that's what it is. We're becoming no longer just Roman Catholic, but Orthodox Catholic, because Roman Catholic, Roman can mean anything. We have to have true holy liturgies. We have to practice the sacraments. We have to bring back the old rite. I've been you know, listening to Dr. Taylor Marshall's uh, infiltration. And I can see why um, he's attracted to the, to the old Roman, right? Because these, these uh, uh, I have to say it, they're heretics. They reinvented a whole new church. Yes, the Novus Odo is still legit as long as, um, you know, because of, the, because of the consecration and everything. It's still legit. But I don't think it's going to be around for much longer because more people are becoming educated and more people are leaving these liberal parishes and looking for more holy parishes. So I hope it happens here in my neighborhood at Regina Pachi because I would love to see a Latin mass taking place there. So anyway, uh, when I ended here, I say Hail Mary in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So please subscribe and share, and uh, we'll be back together again soon. God bless.